This is our second session on Philippians 4.1. Therefore, my brothers, loved, longed for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, loved ones. So loved at the beginning, loved at the end, family, desired and longed for, as back in chapter 1, verse 8, with the very affections of Christ. And not today, my joy. Father, as we focus on Paul's calling the brothers his joy, would you show us how this is appropriate? How, how can something that is not God be our joy? without being an idol, without becoming a competitor with Jesus Christ. We want to understand and have freedom to enjoy fellow Christians. Call them our joy in the sense that Paul did. Show us how to experience this, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I said last time that I would pose that question about if they are his joy, is that in any way intention with chapter 3, 7, and 8. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. So Christ is gain, and everything that was gain is loss. Indeed, I count everything. Now, that's why I pose the question, because aren't why aren't brothers included here, other believers? I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, Jesus, my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I might gain Christ. So, when he says everything and all things, should we say that the brothers should be in that category and therefore they shouldn't be called his joy since his, his satisfaction is Christ? And here's my answer. I think Paul would say that any, any treasure, any value, any, any good that competes with Christ, for my affection, I'm going to count as loss. Anything that rises up to diminish or take away joy in Christ and locate that joy somewhere else. Like if joy had to move from Christ to brothers, I think he'd say, I cancel the brothers in order that I might gain Christ. So anything that competes or threatens to diminish joy in Christ is going to be ruled out by Philippians 3, 7, and 8. But if a treasure, a value, expresses our joy in Christ or the value of Christ, the value or beauty of Christ, 
the greatness of Christ, anything that expresses it or helps us see and savor Christ. So if it expresses, instead of competing, if it helps us see and savor Christ, then that is going to be part of our joy in Christ. It won't be in competition. It will be included in our joy in Christ because it will be expressing Christ and helping us see Christ. Now, is is that the case with the brothers? It is. It is. Consider some things we've seen already. So here we are back in chapter 1, verse 6. I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Who's that? That's Christ, or God through Christ. So, if the brothers are the work of God, he has begun a work in them, he will complete the work, then the brothers' entire being as Christians is owing to Christ. And so, they're not going to be in competition with Christ as Paul's joy. They're going to express the great work of Christ in them. Here it is again in the prayer of 1, 9 to 11. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may prove what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. These believers are people in whom Christ has produced the fruit of righteousness. So when he, when he looks at them and calls them loved and longed for brothers, it's because Christ is at work in them producing fruits of righteousness that mirror Christ. He's not in competition. These brothers aren't in competition. They're expressing the, the power and the beauty and the effective work of Christ in their lives. Here it is again. Chapter 2, verse 12, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for God is the one who's at work in you to will and to work for his good pleasure. So God in and through Christ, which we know because of one eleven. God, in and through Christ, is at work producing kinds of willing in the Christians and kind of working in the Christians so that when Paul looks at the brothers, he sees things that give evidence of Christ. So in, in 1.6 and 1.11 and 2.13, we see there's no competition, no, no competition between the brothers and Christ for Paul's affection, they are expressing the awesome work of Christ in their lives. These brothers exist as brothers because of Christ. They are being shaped into the image of Christ. And here's one more uh, evidence in that direction. Here's back in chapter 2, verse 1. If there's any encouragement in Christ any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being. Paul's joy in the believers is owing to encouragements that are in Christ. 
comforts of love, participation in the Spirit, and they are being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Paul's not saying in some kind of merely emotional way that uh, Christians are his joy. He is saying Christians are the kind of people who have the mind of Christ, who have the love of Christ for each other, who are living in accord and in one mind with each other. It's a certain kind of person that causes Paul to say, the brothers are my joy. So I don't think there's any problem in contradiction with 3, 7, and 8, because there's no competition between Christ as Paul's supreme treasure and these Christians as his joy because they are expressing in these ways the work of Christ and the glory of Christ and the effectiveness of Christ in their lives. So next time we turn to this word crown, what does that add to joy? What kind of crown are these brothers and why would he go there? 